Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Out of Bounds Show podcast is brought to you by Live Oaks Golf Club and Roosevelt's at Live Oaks. Whether you're in the mood for a hot lunch or you want to go play a quick 18 with a cold beer, the only choice is Live Oaks Golf Club and Roosevelt at Live Oaks on Highway 49 North. Tom Luganville on the Out of Bounds Show. We'll switch gears again. Sean Payton, you've known him for a long time. Yeah. Going back to him working for your father. Um, late 80s, early 90s, San Diego State. He steps down, kind of rock. This is a huge hoot-at market, uh, Luke's. Uh, people yeah. have season tickets. We're two and a half hours from NOLA. So um, we've been to dozen, dozens of Saints games over the years. And so, what, first of all, when you met, when you first met and were around Sean Payton, did you see it then that he could ascend and eventually become the coach and guy that he did with the Saints the last 16 years? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's – well, a couple of things happened with him. So, initially, he started off as a GA at San Diego State, went back to Miami of Ohio where he worked for Randy Walker, right, the late Randy Walker. And in those days, you could have what was called restricted earnings coaches. So, you had your full-time coach, you had your graduate assistant, and then you could have basically a part-time assistant. That wasn't a GA and he wasn't a full-time assistant. And Sean Payton kind of navigated those waters. And then when my father had an opening on his staff, it was actually to be the running backs coach, he ended up hiring Sean back in a full-time capacity. At that time, Marshall Falk was the running back. Um, so it's not, it's not as if Sean had to do a lot of coaching. <laughs> but he was a, he was a, uh, he's a quarterback guy. He was a great quarterback at, at Eastern Illinois. Um in fact, Garoppolo uh, beat all, you know, broke all of his records, and uh, so did Tony Romo. Um, but he he was a guy that then moved when he moved out of the college ranks, he got hooked up with um, John Gruden, and when he got hooked up with John Gruden, he kind of took the John Gruden grind mentality, and maybe took it too far to the point where. You know, he's burning himself out and was was working these hours to the point where I think it can it can become counterproductive. So I'll, I'll give you a, so I was the, when the XFL folded the first the first XFL, I was the quarterback's coach in Los Angeles. It folds. Um, Sean Payton is the offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach for the Giants. I go do a. Um, a little brief seven-week kind of study um, for Sean Payton in a quality control role 
for the Giants in the summer of 2000 and let's see, it would have been 2000, uh, 2000 yeah. So July, August, into the first weekend of the NFL regular season. And I can remember being in like the second or third week of camp. I mean, it's early. We haven't even prepped for a preseason game yet. And it is like 2.30 in the morning, all right? This is during like two days, like old school two days when you had two days. And Sean and I are in there, and he's like grinding as if it was week eight on a Thursday night wow. in the regular season. And he's just a worker. He's a phenomenal worker. He knows the game inside and out. Um, and I asked him one time, I said, I said, at what point is it three o'clock in the morning on a Friday night? At what point do you say to yourself, you know what? The hay's in the barn. There's nothing that we're going to be able to do. To if we don't know it by now, if we're not good enough by now. And he said, I've asked myself that question a thousand times and I've never been able to do it. In a sense of at some point you got to walk away, right? Like you got to, you know, walk out of that office. You have to go home. You have to step away. You have to recharge the batteries. And there's some guys that can't do that. He's one of those guys that has a hard time doing that. He's a phenomenal worker. Yeah. Jeff Duncan wrote a book on Peyton and Breeze last year, and I read it. And he talked about the grind that Peyton embraced. And he basically said the same thing that you just said, Tom. He said, I know, I know no other way. And um, Yeah, they're addicted to it. I mean, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. I mean, some people are addicted to Drugs or alcohol or women or gambling or what have you. Yeah. And then there's people that are addicted to football and they can't live without it. Yeah. Carmichael and Lombardi uh, were quoted in there who have been on the staff. Uh, Dan Campbell. All of them were quoted that, I mean, it's just one way. You can either you can either do it and figure it out. And, and it's not for everybody either, no, obviously. No, it is not. Uh, a guy, I, think it he, is not. I think he's a thousand times better than Gruden. But... Uh, and you know what, Luke's? It'll be fascinating to see if he can. He, you know, his personality. He gets it on social media. I think he'll be great on TV. So many of these guys aren't. Um, and I mean, you know, Tony Dungy and Bill Cowher bore me to death, and you don't have to comment on that. But anyway, the point is, yeah. uh, I think Sean will be really, really good. We had Demario Davis on last week, linebacker for the Saints, and he said he thinks Sean will be great it, if if he can recharge him and come back. Cause yeah, you know, and make one more five or six year run. You know he's going to try to pair up with the with the QB. All right, Stafford and Burrow. Um, the first thing that you you think about with Burrow, knowing that you probably uh, evaluated him out of high school, going to Ohio State, or, or he definitely got on your radar when he transferred to LSU. Well, he was a back end ESPN three hundred guy for us. Um, coming out of high school. So we were more than aware of him. It was one of those situations where Urban Meyer kind of waited and waited and waited because I think he knew that at the end of the day, this was an in-state kid whose dream was to probably play at Ohio State, and he didn't have to pull the trigger early on him. I think he kind of played the game a little bit. And at the end of the day, it was a very talented Dwayne Haskins and a very talented Joe Burrow, and there's only one football. And, you know, I, I get that. I understand that. The thing that I appreciate about, about Joe Burrow is, and because, you know, I, I, I'm not anti-transfer portal, but I am anti the moment something goes wrong and the moment something doesn't go your way, you pick up your ball and you go home. And in many of the instances, this happens with kids before they've ever even been on a campus for more than a calendar year. That part bothers me. But this kid was involved in three or two quarterback competitions, okay? 
He redshirted. He ends up not winning the job late. And then he graduates, right? So he does everything that's asked of him. Everything that's asked of him. And now the clock's starting to run out, right? So he's got two years of eligibility. He puts himself in the market, does his homework, goes to a place where you know they're going to have great players around him, right? So you give yourself a chance to be successful. Because um, let's call it what it is. At the end of the day, if Joe Burrow had decided to transfer to Michigan State, is he the number one overall player in the, in the NFL draft? No. Probably not. Okay, so it's, I think he deserves a lot of credit for doing his homework in that regard. And then things obviously aligned, and we're starting to see that what the Cincinnati Bengals did as an organization and, and who they targeted, who they went after, um, and then obviously their decision to, to draft Jamar Chase completely changed the face of the organization. Because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Did you watch yesterday when they needed a play? He was going to one person. He was going to Jamar. When, when they were in the red area, yep. he was going to Jamar Chase. Now, when they were in the field, it was T. Higgins and the combination of Jamar Chase. But there's a confidence now because I think there's such a synergy between them that now Zach Taylor and Joe Burrow have this little shiny toy under the Christmas tree in Jamar Chase with this big, tall, lumbering guy in, in 85, T. Higgins, and we hope Uzama comes back for them because I think he's been a – uh, an unheralded factor at the tight end position, but you just kind of see that when a guy has talent, when he has moxie, when he's got all the goods, which I think Joe Burrow does, and then you have an organization or a coaching staff that starts to put the pieces around him and then do what he does, um, you got a football team that two seasons ago had won two games, and now they're going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Real, real quick, 10 seconds. Do you think T. Higgins, like A.J. Brown, should have been a first-round pick, Luke's? Yeah, but he wasn't because he's not a burner. Okay. That's the thing. I think if you were asked A.J. and, and, and T. to race, A.J. would win. Got and it. I think A.J. obviously is playing like a first-rounder. It looks like T. Higgins is, too. Man, that was fun. It's 23 minutes. Tom Luganville on the Corona Premier Guest Line. Thanks, Luke's. Talk soon, buddy. All right, buddy. Man, that was fun. From Jackson Dart. Ole Miss, Mississippi State transfers, the whole how do you balance transfer portal and high school kids to uh, Sean Payton and then uh, little Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. My Cincinnati Bengals in the Super Bowl. Incredible. Hour number three coming up on a Max Effort Monday brought to you by USA Palm and usapalm.com. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.